two, three, clap. Did it. Great. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrie, and with me, as always, is my friend and collaborator, your favorite uncle abducted by aliens, Eli Bolin. That is me. I am that guy. And I am that guy. Uh, But they brought me back. They brought me back. We're so glad you're back. Well, anyway, Eli, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. Welcome back, so, everyone. Uh, we've welcome been gone back. for a while. Yeah, it's been a it's been a year of hijinks, a year of of moving, of Broadway dreams and schemes mm-hmm. and automobile beams. So many delicious. Yeah, creams. so full. <laughs> my favorite kind. But yeah, full disclosure, we uh. We recorded this Star Trek. Um, this we recorded the Star Tropics episode last March, March twenty twenty two, and we're like, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to the editing. We'll get the recording. And here it is, uh, January of twenty twenty three. Ten a whole ten months later. Here we are, ladies and, and gentlemen. Uh, we've decided uh, that we should re-record um, just the intro sections, what you play in sections, and then uh. Treat it as a year in review, I guess, <laughs> and then kind of leave the the songwriting as as we recorded it last March, and you know we'll we'll say goodbye to you also in our uh, outro uh, in, our, in our current state here in the future, right here in the future. <laughs> so it's it's a, a podcast that spans the ages. Yeah, how are you enjoying the future? Yeah. Oh man, well it's real rainy. Uh, Twitter's taken a down downturn the past couple months. Yeah, wasn't, ex- wasn't expecting that whole saga. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like it better when Twitter doesn't have a main character. That's the same character every day. Yeah, it used to be that way when Donald Trump yeah. was on Twitter. And yeah, that's. I've been thinking about that. It's like, okay, there's just one loud asshole on here <laughs> that we all just have to pay attention to. Yeah, I guess it's it's just if you fall, it's. <laughs> tricky because like i never followed donald trump i think i had his account blocked but everyone's still talking everyone's talking about it and yeah exactly yeah it's like i don't follow elon musk on twitter but i see every one of his tweets i know i know and it's like i can't unfollow everyone that i like but they're all talking about him um still gonna see screenshots and i'm i'm thinking about just like wiping away everything on twitter that i follow and just like Starting over with just like music and video game accounts, <laughs> and like not use it for anything else because I I catch up on news on it all the time and I yeah I feel like it's just not a maybe the best place to do that maybe it's too much news yeah it's funny I have like New York Times like push notifications on my phone and yesterday Margaret was like how do you how do you manage that that'd be stressful. <laughs> Oh, like knowing that, like, if something horrible happens, you're gonna get a push notification about it. Yeah, or I think like, even when non-horrible things happen, like you still get a push notification. So you, for a split se- th- for a split second, you think, "Oh God, what's happened?" Right. Yeah. Who died? What war is beginning or expanding? And sometimes it's just like a soccer game was won. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah. somebody bought an apartment. <laughs> and it's like for that real estate Somebody's section. getting married. I don't care. I don't uh, care who bought an apartment. Yeah. 
in New York City. <laughs> I don't have anything in common with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was how was your year? How was twenty twenty two? Oh man, what a roller coaster! What a roller coaster! Uh, yeah. Went on some some trips with the family, oh, some right. tiny tiny ones. Went to New Orleans. Um, oh, nice! We've been wanting to go there. And then, uh, see you later over the fall. Went to Allison, Montreal, didn't you? I went to Montreal with nice. Allison, my wife. Uh, mm-hmm. For those of you who, <laughs> this is your first episode, and you're like, don't know who we are at all, and <laughs> that's totally fair. And um, welcome, new listeners. Also, uh, let's see. Just visited uh, uh, my in-laws with the family mm-hmm. over. Uh, Christmas week, um, and yeah, and I worked on some some fun projects. Um, nice, yeah, and uh, some of them <laughs> imploded in hilarious yes. ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm you know working on a couple musicals, and you and I have done some mm-hmm. one-off things here and there, and. Yeah, uh, have applied for various things together uh, that yeah. we're we've yet to be hired on, but some of them maybe still. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the year has been like a little bit of a, a daze in many ways. Yeah, uh, but it's good. It's been good. Keeping keeping busy. What about um? What about you? How's your twenty twenty two? Uh pretty pretty good year, I'd say. Uh. You know, I probably the biggest highlight was that I worked on uh, Strange Loop on Broadway. I was the associate music director there, so I was, uh, and still am for another two weeks, uh, playing keys and guitar over there. And you know, it you know it's the first chair I've had on a Broadway show, the first uh, and a hell of a one to to work on too, where it's like a show that I know is good and people think is good. And is, uh, you know, has a lot of heat behind it. So, you know, performed on the Tonight Show, performed on the uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Um, you know, we, we won a couple of Tony Awards. It already had that Pulitzer heat. So, uh, I don't know, it's very exciting, very exciting to to be a part of that. And, you know, and still to go into to work at a Broadway theater, you know, for eight shows a week and be like, oh, damn, this is cool. Yeah, it's and it's, uh, it crazy cool, insanely yeah, cool. So crazy cool sounds like cool. I'm a child, but it's insanely <laughs> cool. It's so I mean, it is. It's it's awesome. But uh, yeah, in the same way, it's, it does feel like it's been a bit of a a blur because it is just like, you know, there's a part of me that so I always thought like, okay, it'd be great to to have a Broadway show and like, so I get to go into work and it once it settles down, then I just have the rest of the time to like work on projects and do writing stuff. And here it is. <laughs> uh, nine months later, I'm like, hmm, kind of spent most of that daytime sleeping or cooking or reading or, no, who am I kidding? I didn't read that much this year. Yeah. But, uh, Always but, yeah, I have a lot of books I'm trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Kindle just keeps piling up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's been good, and we so yeah we do close here in two weeks. So uh, I've been able to save a bit of money, so I'm gonna kind of just take some time to like, you know, we're gonna travel and see family a little bit at some point. But I do want to like just maybe 
kind of just focus on writing, whether that's like musical stuff or like video game music stuff. Just kind of focus on that yeah, for man. a little bit. Yeah. Write it out. What am I waiting for? Uh, what else have I gotten into? Oh, I'm taking. I told you I'm taking guitar lessons, which is yes, yeah, and I, funny because I, I, which surprised been, me. <laughs> I do play guitar professionally currently for another two weeks, um, but uh, I don't know. I, I was starting to feel that like my lack of of uh, actual technique has been catching up with me, so I've been taking lessons from um, uh, Sulin Hago, who's a uh, one of the guitar players of my favorite band, <laughs> Propagandi. So oh, wow. uh, that's been yeah, heard that's been kind of a thrill. Um, and also, I'm just like learning uh, Propagandi songs with them. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of wild to just be like, oh yeah, I, okay, I play this thing, but I know like Chris plays this other thing here. So uh, that's that's very cool. It's very exciting. Um, it's, how did you and, how did you get hooked up with? Uh, did you already know like the band personally? Uh, not personally, like they had been my favorite brand probably since I was 16 and I kind of got back into them during the pandemic. I was like, oh, they've got four albums I've never heard and they are all incredible and they've just kind of transformed into like more of like a metal prog band. Uh, it's kind of like, I would say like the the rush of punk rock if I had to <laughs> like distill it. To oh, that's something. cool. Like I would enjoy um, that probably. Yeah. Yeah, let's do some tracks. I'd say I also moved to Morningside Heights, and that's been cool. Oh, yeah. I have a bigger apartment. Uh, we got, I got an office now, so I can record, uh, you know, when, like, Margaret doesn't have to go hide in the bedroom. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a functioning stove. I have a functioning stove. That's great. And, you know, I'm, I'm back on the subway. Can't walk to work anymore, but uh, it's not bad. Not bad. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, what are you gonna? Do? There's nothing good about the subway. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Yeah. It's what and also what? Well, I think I'm too good for it. No. Of I think I'm too not. good for it. No. 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 I'm taking it like everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there with everyone. It's it sucks for everyone. <laughs> right. We're all in this together. It's Somewhat. Like, that's what we always said about marching band. It's like nobody likes this. We're just yeah. this is, we're just all in this together. You folks enjoying this uh, subway talk? Yeah, Subway Talk. Welcome to another fresh, episode baby. of Subway Talk with Mike and Ike. Insert, insert <laughs> a little theme clear song the there. Closing discourse. Subway Talk. <laughs> Bing bong. Well, is that uh 2022? Should we talk about the games we've been playing? Yeah. Uh let's definitely talk about the games we've been playing. Oh right, yeah. I've been playing. I guess I played a lot of, a lot of retro games. Um, nice. My kids are still interested in that. Uh, I've oddly enough continued to play uh, Face Raiders occasionally with Harry, who yeah. loves that game just as much as he ever has. We'll go like months without him mentioning it, and then he'll <laughs> he'll say, "Can we play Face Raiders again?" <laughs> um, and and this is the one where you. You put your own face in it, and yes, it, uh, you snap a picture of your own face using yes. a, a DS, a 3DS, or a 2DS XL, or whatever. We have a 2DS yeah. XL, um, and it's built. It was built in when you got it, and yeah, you right. take a picture of your face, and then it goes all over the enemies that you're sort of blasting in outer space, 
and Very that's cool. and that's it. And there's a series of of bosses which also have your face uh, stretched out <laughs> and blown up. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much about face raiders in in case we end up doing an ep. But uh, oh, that's very, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a big part of my life. Um, <laughs> um and I, other things, I ended up, I've ended up playing a lot of like games that, like web games with with Harry that he likes. There's like you know Sesame Street oh, ones cool. and um, Scholastic Books has the, this whole sort of like pseudo educational game world. You have to like mm-hmm. download an app for it, like a big app um, that has all this content. And in theory, you can like interact with other people online, uh, which I assume like are other like, um, like kids and teenagers or whatever who are like reading books. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But Harry and I just go in and play all these like mini games associated with different children's book series. So like there's, they publish dog man. So there's like a a Dave Pilkey Island in this game. It's like all these different islands. Mm -hmm. And then, or in this app. And then there you can like learn about the Dogman books, but there's also like these different games you can play. Yeah. Um, now, when I, I zoomed with you a couple months ago and Harry was with you and he really wanted to show me, was it a Daniel Tiger thing or was it like there was somebody in space? I remember that there was a farting planet. Yes. Oh, so that, that was a, a was Sago Mini game. Sago Mini is a company. That okay. makes re- really great preschool games, but that's just a game where yeah. you're like a little dog astronaut. I think it's called mm-hmm. Space Explorer. And you okay. fly around space and interact with different things there. Um, mm. And they make a lot of games like that. There's one called Forest Flyer where you're like a little red bird uh, that explores, yeah. you know, like a, like a foresty area. Um, cool. But actually, well, another cool thing, though, is that Walter ended up getting uh, hired to be in one of their apps called First Words. And oh, so he's cool. on there, like, help, like doing, like, pronunciations of words. And, like, he sang a couple songs. I think he might that's cool. do, like, Wheels on the Bus and Old McDonald Or, no, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Yeah. He does that. So you, like, see him in the app. Right. And then it's pretty crazy. That's really cool. Uh, and I downloaded some because the uh, the DS store was, was uh, is closing. Um, oh right, right. So like in March or April, I think they shut down mm. the ability to add credits, and then mm. and then I think in March they're going to shut it down entirely. Right. So I ended up putting, um, and a, like a lot of those games are going to be just lost. Um, right, right. So I ended up putting a bunch of credits back in the spring uh, into the store. And mm-hmm. bought a bunch of games that are, are super fun. Um, one I really liked uh, was actually made by Game Freak, who does the mm. did the Pokemon games. Pokemon, yeah. Uh, it's called Harmo Knight. You ever heard of that? Harmo Knight, no. Harm, it's like one word, Harmo Knight, with like K-N-I-G-H-T. And, um, oh, okay, sure. It's a great, I really loved that game, where you, um, it's basically like kind of like a rhythm game where you're like, you're running automatically through this level and you have uh, to music and then you have to hit these buttons at a certain time, like to the rhythm of the music to like defeat the enemies, to jump, to do like all the different acts. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm looking pictures of it. But I I thought it was super fun. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. And a very unique gameplay. Graphics kind of look 
look a lot like, you know, like the like a newer two D Mario, in a way. Yeah, it does. It does have that, and then sometimes like it'll rotate to like a two and a half D, where it looks like you're running at oh, an angle. Cool. So yeah, that that was fun. And then there's other games like there's one called there's a series called Box Boy, which is just like a black and white yeah. puzzle series. And then there's another one where the games are there's like a series of games they're called like Pushmo and Pullmo. Mm-hmm. And those are also like those are like 3D puzzle games where you have to like pull these platforms out. Like you start with like a tall flat thing that's divided up and you have to like pull the shapes out in a certain order or like and like push the br- these bricks and and things like mm. that so then you can climb up to the top of the thing where you oh, either like cool. touch a flag cool. or you're like rescuing like a little kid who's stuck there. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are I'd say that that's that's enough of me yakking about games, but and then well, <laughs> we've gotten some games over the year for the, like the Switch. We got Walter is yeah. a big Splatoon fan, so we got Splatoon 3. Oh, of course. Um and we, there was like a big sale on on Brilliant Diamond. We got that. There was a big like Black Friday nice. sale on the um, Mario Party Superstars. So got oh, that. Oh, okay. Because, um, you know, love those mini games. And that's actually pretty fun because if you played the original 64 games, it's just like, I think it's like the first three or four games like going into the GameCube era, just like mm. favorite mini games and boards. Right, right. But, you know with switch graphics has uh has he gotten into the the new kirby game uh what forgotten oh forgotten yeah Lane, oh yeah he beat he beat it he he got nice. that and he he beat it um yeah he was really uh he's he was really good at that game walter that's cool uh I and it's not, a fun I played game the demo I and I, I was kind of not into it but I, I feel like i've only heard great things about it so i might check it out at some point um yeah, I think it's it's really fun. It's pretty adorable. And um the graphics are great. The music is really terrific. Mm, cool. And cool. um yeah, good good gameplay. Highly recommend. <laughs> and I'm cool. trying to think of like any other like major games that that came out that I would have had a feeling about. But I'm not I'm not sure. Pokémon Arceus? We we got that. It hasn't gotten a lot of playtime. Gotcha. Not when Wal- Walter used to really be into Sword and Shield. I think we have yeah. Shield, so he, mm. he he loved that game. Um, but now he's spending more time. Uh, we just got something called Game Builder Garage. Oh, I think I have that. It kind of teaches you basic coding. Yeah, it's like its own coding yeah. language, so it's not really applicable outside of the game which is like the one Mm -hmm. criticism that i've heard of it but it's it seems uh like it's designed to like help kids learn about or anyone learn about like basic ideas of coding as like a concept but he he already like only played it for like a few days and then like allison and i sat down with him yesterday uh and he we were like watching him like put something together and I was like, I have no idea what I'm seeing. I have no idea what, cause you have like <laughs> these little boxes. I think they're called nodons or nodons. Um, mm-hmm. And each of them like has a different function. And then you like, almost like mm-hmm. you like put them on like a grid and you're connecting them with different lines. Um, mm-hmm. So like give different things, different abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, instead of like looking at like a bunch of like, C code or whatever you're like mm-hmm. look seeing all this stuff visually 
That's cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, he he loves it. So uh, it's uh, Santa brought that one, and uh, very grateful to him for that. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. Thanks, Santa. What a guy. What an absolute peach of a pair. <laughs> uh, so what have you been playing this last year? This last year has been... Uh, it's been mostly dominated by the game Elden Ring, which uh, it's uh, it's like these... Um, it's by the, the developers of the, the Dark Souls game, so it's like very difficult, but it's the first time they've made one of those games like in an open world setting. So, and just absolutely kind of nailed it from the the open world perspective. It's kind of like, you know, it it reminded me a lot of Breath of the Wild in the way of Mm. of like, it just kind of feeling like there's this big open space and there's like anything could happen. And there's a lot of just a vastness to it and a wonder to it that will keep surprising you. Oh, that sounds great. Um, and also keep kicking your ass. And but I, I'm happy to say I like I beat it or yeah, I beat it a couple uh a couple months ago. And it's the first time I've like beaten a game like that, like a, a Souls game, like a very difficult game. Mm-hmm. And uh the euphoria <laughs> that comes with that is is mm-hmm. hard to top. And it was one of these things where like I, you know, had gotten to the last boss and I spent like maybe I don't know, five weeks coming back to it and being like, ah, I hate this. This sucks. I can't do this. And then I didn't touch it for like three weeks. Then I came back. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm, I'm going to like, I watched a couple of videos. I'm going to really focus and just try to learn the patterns. And I'm not really beat myself up over this. And, and then like, I just then beat it in one sitting, like without dying. Mm-hmm. And ain't that just the way? That is the way. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was, uh, it's very good. But, uh, you know, I, I think I put, like, my final hour count was around, like, 138 hours or something like that. Oh, damn. And I've, uh, yeah, and now, I don't know, I'm kind of now getting uh, getting geared up to play, like, a new new game plus or something to, to restart it. Oh, it's yeah. Kinda, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say about it that hasn't been said, but... uh Highly recommend. That's awesome. Um, the other thing that I did recently, um, a couple months ago, I got a new device called a Steam Deck, which is like I've heard about. Have that. you have you heard of these? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's made by the company Valve, which uh, they also run you know Steam, which is like I guess like the biggest like online video game marketplace. You know, like I don't know, for lack of a better word, like the Amazon of video games or whatever so uh if you have a steam library already which i do like i've just you know bought games on steam like if you you can now just they're just part of your library for this game for the game so it's a new console but it just already had like you know a a massive library of of games available to it um and it's you know it's it kind of works like a switch where like it's a handheld device i do have a dock so i can hook it up to my tv but uh it's but it's basically like like a mini gaming PC like with an operating system that you can back out of and like you know customize and install stuff and so one thing that's been exciting for me is getting it set up with emulators and because it's pretty yeah. powerful like 
I can like run, uh, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation two games, like, and, or upscale the resolution. So they actually look better than they did on those systems. Mm -hmm. Um, actually one of the craziest things I've done is like, I was able to, to hack my, both my 3DS and my Wii U to like get, those games off of them and like onto the steam deck oh my gosh which that's crazy. believe it or not is actually legal because like it's just me using like the licenses of these games that i own mm-hmm. you know as opposed to like downloading roms but uh which which i would never do never it's not um, it's not to be permitted no no especially not on this retro game podcast but uh yeah so like I've been able to play, I've been playing like the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild on Steam Deck because like the Wii U emulation is better on that machine than Switch emulation, mm-hmm. but I can like up-res the frame rate so that it actually plays better than the Switch version of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's been, that's been wild. It, it's taken like a lot, I feel like half my time with the Steam Deck has just been like customizing and like tinkering and getting all that stuff to work but uh it's been that's been quite fulfilling (laughs) and that's that's awesome i I mean that's that's such a cool thing to have yeah it's it's really cool um the battery life you know if you're playing like a like a newer game with a lot of 3d graphics on the highest settings the battery will last like maybe an hour and a half but Mm -hmm. uh there are already like lots of websites that kind of like have guides to be like, hey, if you put it down to these settings, it can last for three hours, that kind of thing. But a game that I played on on that system actually, which I think is just on like PC and like Mac desktop now, is a game called Case of the Golden Idol, which mm. is my other favorite game from this year. And that it's like how to describe it? It's like a puzzle game, like maybe a like a story-based puzzle game. There are nine or 10 different chapters. And basically it's your, in each one, there has been like some sort of a murder and you're trying to figure out, you're using all the pieces in this scene, this visual scene to figure out what happened. And basically how it works is like you click on a letter or click on like some sort of object in the scene and you will sort of like build this, a list of words, like around like 30, 35 words, mm-hmm. whether it's people's first last names, they're you know, <clears throat> an object in the, that you found someone else's name in like a letter and you kind of have to put together what happened. Like there'll be like, like a Mad Lib style paragraph of like blank, blank wanted blank, but blank had it. So they did blank. And so it's, you're, filling in the pieces and putting this mystery together. Mm-hmm. And at first it kind of just seems like a little random and it feels like, okay, these are all different stories and they're kind of getting a little harder every time. But as it goes on, you start to see that there's like one larger story and how they are all connected and sequential. And it's actually a really interesting, cool story. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's, there's a game that came out a couple years ago called return of the Oprah den, which was another, it was, 3D graphics, uh, so there's more, like, inter- interacting with the world in a way in, in that game. But uh, it's it scratches a similar itch of, like, really having to, like, kind of figure out these logic puzzles of, like, okay, who did what and why did they do it? 
But I feel like this game, Case of the Golden Idol, does a really good job of organizing all that information, kind of setting you up for the success of, of figuring it all out. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm taking I'm gonna take taking a look at it now. Yeah. The graphics are kind of unappealing at first, but they grow on you. Oh, they, it looks kinda like an old those old like was it Sierra? Yeah. Games yeah. a little it's kinda got that vibe. Like to King's it. Quest. Right. And you can see like the what is it called? Like dithering of the of the colors. You can see a lot of the dots, you know, yeah. like the shading and stuff. Yeah, this definitely um, looks like uh VGA graphics. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah. It's like a very specific aesthetic that's that's taking me back. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that other game, Return of the Oprah Den, uh, also had, it kind of had like early 90s Macintosh graphics where it's just like two colors, just white and black, mm. but like also was moving in 3D space so that it was like, you know, rendering in real time. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on Switch. That's, I was, that's one of my favorite games, I think, of all time. But the, what sucks about these puzzle games is, like, you play them once, and it's like, well, now I know everything. So right. I just have and to wait you just wait a couple years until I've forgotten <laughs> all the, the puzzles. I got to um, gotta figure out Steam for me, because there's, there's actually, this is a very specific reason, but there are <laughs> games I played when I was a kid on my family's computer that are, like, available, like, in their original format, but I think just on Steam. Yeah, uh, GOG is another one too, which might sometimes can be easier to use because it's like you're not doing it through Steam. It kind of lets you just download like the uh, kind of like a self-contained like executable file. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, here it, it is. Stands for good old games. GOG. Commander Keen complete pack. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I've been able to play some of those older games with Steam Deck too, and they just, you know, look great. You know, on on modern hardware, um, but also like it has extra buttons on the back that you can you can really customize controls however you want. So like for the 3DS games, I just have like a toggle button to switch like from like the the two screens. Oh, that's cool. It is nice to know I can like kind of preserve those games in a way. At least for myself. Yeah. No, it's good to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that's that's been my year in gaming. I mean, what else? I also played Stray, the cat game, uh, uh, Cult of the Lamb, where you're a lamb that runs a cult. You know, that's been fun stuff. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. How do you measure, measure a year? I think that's our year. Okay. Well, this is gonna I, be us. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Another hit right um, there. Well, I guess uh, we will. <laughs> Eli and I are gonna take a quick break and uh, let you be entertained by the melodious strains of Eli and Mike from the past. And then um, we'll see you in a little bit to uh, say goodbye. For now. This week, we're talking about Star Tropics. You know, Star Tropics. We're just talking about Star Tropics. Yeah. Just a couple guys rapping about Star Tropics. Just talking about... So this... Oh. <laughs> talking about love, talking about Star Tropics. Uh, what can I say about... This? So this is a game, 
came out in 1990 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, it has also come to the Wii, the Wii U, Virtual Console, and Switch Online. So if you got that Switch service, you can, you can play it on your very own Switch. Uh, other games came out that year are a couple of three games. We got Super Mario 3, we got Castlevania 3, Mega Man 3, and uh, The Secret of Monkey Island, which is not a three, but not, not three. still a fun game. It was developed by Nintendo R&D 3 and was published by Nintendo. So basically you play um, as this kid named Mike Jones, who is uh, an American boy visiting his Uncle Steve on the tropical sea island. Upon arriving, you find out he's been kidnapped by aliens and must traverse through many islands in order to rescue him. Um, so the style of this game, I feel like there are two main elements of the game. There's like the overworld map and the towns you go to, and it kind of has an overworld like RPG feel, like a Dragon Quest or um, Final Fantasy, kind of Legend of Zelda, but there are no battles here. And you talk to different people, we have to solve some puzzles, like talk to one person, talk to another person, that kind of thing. And you also have a submarine um, that you use to go between islands and and whatnot. Um, and then there are also dungeons, which are more kind of Zelda-like. There are a lot of tile-based puzzles. Uh, you know, you open doors by stepping on various tiles and whatnot. And there are... Uh, several merciless enemies in these dungeons that you fight with your yo-yo and other weapons such as like a, a baseball bat, um, like a morning star, that kind of thing. Um, so this game was produced, written and directed by Genjo Takeda, Takeda, I think, Genjo Takeda, who was also known for developing the Punch-Out series. So that's uh, Star Tropics, basically. Some of the um, things thing I thought was interesting was uh, when I was uh, reading about the series was well, also it's it's uh, one of the few games that um, was it was it was never released in Japan, which I thought oh, was interesting because right. um, they wanted to develop some games specifically for the American market, which is why yeah. there's things like his name is Mike Jones, right? They like picked a very super American first and last yeah. names, made him a baseball player. Yeah, like exactly like baseball. Like they're like, what are all the American things we can cram into this? Right. All the um, all the islands are named after. They have cola at the end. Co- of the, yeah, there's cola in the end of as everything. a reference to our lovely soft drinks that like, we love so much. What's very American? Cola. Cola. Um, oh, one of the codes you have to enter in your submarine is 1776. Yeah, what code? Kind of one stuff. code is 1776, and otherwise 747 mm. after the airplane. Mm. Um, which we'll get That's into, right. I'm sure. Yeah. About the the letter that you have yeah, to the letter. dip in water, and um, yeah, and uh, trying to think what else, but yeah, it's very much the dungeons are very Zelda ish, and we'll get yeah. into, I guess, well when we talk about our experience with the game, to talk about like yeah. the controls and stuff and how they're similar to Zelda and how they're different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about this music glitch. Yeah, I see a note here. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a weird thing I, I found. Actually, I saw this article a couple years ago. So, like, there's this weird glitch in the overworld music where at some point when you're listening to it, if you're, like, listening to the same tune for a while, the uh, the bass drops out or one of the layers of the music drops out. And you hear, like, this kind of weird wrong note and one of the layers drops out and then it comes back later in the wrong spot. Like, if you 
or just kind of zipping through the game, you probably won't notice it. But I, I do remember this as a kid being like, oh, this music sounds weird here. And it's uh, basically just because of like a memory allocation error or something. Like the music file was too big for what the NES could handle. Mm. For whatever reason, I think it just might be how it was compiled or whatever. Um, it was more, it just kind of overloaded the memory cert I don't know. I'm gonna get into terminology that I'm just making up it here, but I just thought that was interesting. That is crazy. Uh, yeah. Well you also you help some dolphins. Uh you go inside a whale at some point. Yeah. You have to like dress as a girl to get in this castle that only allows women in it. Um oh there's uh your you have a, a companion on the submarine which is like uh kind of looks like Rob the robot that really NES peripheral. Yeah. Your little robot buddy. Yeah. And what's good, whenever you talk to the main characters, it kind of has like a very like a large like portrait of them and they, they animate a little bit, which I don't know, for the NES kind of felt like a big deal. Like some of the graphics in this game feel a little clunky and like not that detailed, but I feel like these sort of like portraits of the characters when they talk to you, like the mayors of the villages and uh, the shaman and stuff kind of have a lot of details to them that are kind of cool. Um, yeah. Star Tropics. Star and eventually Tropics. you have to, I didn't get this far into the game this time, but your uncle has been abducted by aliens. So even though there's mostly like these tropical island locales and dungeons are kind of like underground and stuff, I think the last level is like on a spaceship where you have to rescue your mm -hmm. Uncle Steve Jones. That is correct, yeah. Or Dr. Jones, which is kind of a another nod to American pop culture. Yeah, right, yeah. Indiana Jones, totally. <laughs> Just but, cramming uh, it in. And cramming yeah. it in, baby. <laughs> so, Eli, what did you think of this game? What was your experience playing it? Um, you know, it's a game that I was very aware of uh, when I was younger, and mm -hmm. uh, I saw the commercials for it. And for whatever yeah, reason, I saw the commercials too. They really stuck with me. For whatever reason, I never rented it. Um, yeah. And so I never played it until just now. And my feelings about it were, um, I, I found it pretty, up to a point. I found it pretty simple, and I was like immediately, I was like, oh, this is just like Zelda. The, the mm -hmm. overworld I found, like like you mentioned, the, the overworld is a lot like Zelda, except you don't encounter enemies. You don't encounter enemies until you go into the dungeon. Right. Uh, dungeons. And then the dungeons are very much like Zelda dungeons, I, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought it, it was pretty straightforward. You know, like, oh, like there's, oh, there's the hidden paths and mm -hmm. things like that. But it, like once you sort of realize, like, oh, there's like a little like shadowy thing here that sort of indicates where you can slip off into a hidden path and things like that. Right. I thought it was relatively straightforward up to a point. Mm -hmm. The thing that's those portrait things you were talking about, I actually thought were <laughs> kind of clunky also because it's always the exact same still picture but then, like mm -hmm. the mouth moves, but I guess that's true. But there's, n but there's, n <laughs> but nothing else moves. It's just like a still picture, and then like the mouth yeah. moves a little bit. Um, which after a while, I was like, started to bother me a little. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and something that I I noticed was also that like the writing, like the text, mm -hmm. was very simple. 
Um, yeah, there's not a lot of like, like translation, right? There's not a lot of there's like no humor whatsoever. There's no like sophistication to the writing. It's very yeah. bare bones, very meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of it rather than being like a fantasy world that it's like this tropical island and there's a submarine and there's a robot. And I mm-hmm. never personally got as far as the aliens. But so what happened mm-hmm. was that I, I like kind of like blasted through the first few sections and I was like yeah. playing with the kids. Yeah. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the um, the graveyard or the ghost oh, area yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, you and I think the crystal ball. Where you had to go to get the crystal ball. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time there. And I could not get through it on my own. Mm. And I eventually, I just, I I spent quite some time there. I want to say like almost two hours of gameplay. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And what I ended up doing was just, I started watching a walkthrough um, yeah. and I watched some guy do it. And even him, some, someone knowing exactly what to do, it was still like mm-hmm. pr- a pretty substantial. I was, as I watched this person do it, I, my jaw kept dropping as I like watched them like walk through walls and like do all <laughs> kinds of things that I, I would never have guessed to do. Yeah, And I yeah. was, and it, and it went on and on and on. And this is like, the third dungeon, I think. And I, yeah. I was just like, I cannot believe that the difficulty ramped up that much <laughs> that quickly. For for yeah. me personally, anyway. I mean, I was like... the same dungeon that has, like, hidden ghosts where you have to use a special item to see the enemies. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, which I did I did figure out on my, on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But the... I kept, like, going to these staircases that would like take me back outside and I would have to start over again. Oh, that's right. That's cruel. That happened over <laughs> that and over and over again. Dungeon. And then I saw in the walkthrough that like right before one of those staircases, you just walk through a wall to another part of the dungeon. And I was like, Oh, uh-huh. full fuck me. Um, yeah. And, and then after that, I just, I just basically watched a, wa- a walk through to, to like the end of the game Cause yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm even knowing what I have to do now. There's no way I'm gonna like go back and spend the like 20 plus minutes making my way through this dungeon myself. I Some things that that I noticed was that there definitely seemed to be a like a sameness to a lot of the dungeons. Sure. Um, the thing about the controls, there was one thing uh, that I about the controls that I thought was <clears throat> interesting, which I I. I I guess is helpful to the way the gameplay and the puzzles are structured, but I, I found very hard to get used to is that when you change directions, yeah, the first he looks t- first. Yeah. The first time you, you push in another direction, you just turn, you don't start yeah. moving right away. So like if, if I'm facing left and I want to go up, I have to tap up once to turn and then tap up again to start moving in that direction. And so there's a lot of, and it took me a while to figure out that like, that's what was happening. And it wasn't sure that the controls were, were not responsive that, that they, it required extra taps. Yeah. It it, it just like took, I, I feel like I never like fully got used to that, but I, I, um, I had to keep reminding myself to do that. 
Um, yeah, it's tricky. So it felt sluggish, even though it was mm-hmm. doing what it was intended to do. Um, but yeah, the um, you know, then the, that tile based gameplay, I kept like, you know, you just jump around. I was kept jumping around. It's like I gotta test every tile to see yeah. if like something. Because so much of the gameplay in those dungeons is like jumping around to those different tiles to see if one of them like triggers a button. Then you go and you hit the button to see if the button like opens a door or opens a treasure chest mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that gets very repetitive because at some point you're just like, okay, there are a bunch of tiles in here, so I just have to jump on every one and yeah. see if one of them does something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there was like, there there was a lot that's, that was, I there was a lot that I found enjoyable and there was a lot that I found frustrating. And once I started right. watching it, because I, I simply couldn't get past it on my own, it was it seemed like a game where like if I didn't have a walkthrough with me, uh, mm. I don't I don't know how I would do it on my own. Yeah, for real. Um, and I I guess apparently when it first came out, there was like a two part walkthrough in Nintendo Power, like a oh, walkthrough that's probably. That like yeah, spread yeah. out over like two separate issues. It was like a sprawling walkthrough. Um, wow. Yeah. I did beat this game when I was a kid, and which seems impossible to me now. And I'm I'm guessing that's probably one of the only reasons I was able to do that is because of that walkthrough. Because you, you yeah, think it's, you had it's that really difficult. Yeah, because I had Nintendo Power around that time, and it's yeah, so much of it is inscrutable. Like it really walks this fine line between being fun but being like very difficult like some of these puzzles are fun um but sometimes the dungeons are unfair to you and like punish you for being uh for exploring because there are times when i would like find what felt like a secret passage and it's like oh i'm gonna jump to this next screen and you jump to the next screen and it's like a water death you just jump into the water and it's like well that's sucks like i just wanted to explore the dungeon mm-hmm. <laughs> if that death did not feel earned it didn't feel like i did anything wrong so that that can be annoying or just like you're saying like that uh the the stairs that will just kind of take you back outside the dungeon and it's like okay i guess thanks game i just had gonna have to go and do this all again right so stuff like i think today that would be considered like bad level design you know because it's just making you, it's just wasting your time more than making you feel like you're actually accomplishing anything or like learning anything from from making mistakes. Um, but uh, I mean, this game does have like a certain charm to it, though. Like, like you mentioned those TV commercials, and I do remember those commercials too. And like enough so that I do remember like my mom seeing the, the commercial too and asked me like, "Hey, do you want to show?" You- do you want this Star Tropics game? This looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, and we haven't even talked about kind of one of the most uh, in t- or ingenious puzzles of this game, which is uh, the letter that came with the physical game, a physical letter that came with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you got the game box, there was the game in it, there was the instruction manual, I think there was a map, but there was also this letter from your uncle uh, and it, I read it today and actually does a good job of sort of like giving you some like background info about, okay, your name is Mike, you play baseball and you're an honor student, that kind of stuff. Just kind of get some flavor. 
that you know NES games didn't always have the luxury of giving you. But there's a, a puzzle somewhere in the game that like tells you, like, hey, I I left a, a hidden message in the letter I sent you. Uh, you just have to dip it in water. And I do remember as a kid, like, you know, because you, you kind of think, like, where's the letter in this game? And you walk around, talk to people, try to find the letter. And then you, I remember being stumped on that for a while, but then thinking, like, wait, there's a letter that came with the game. Does it really, does it mean what I think it means? And then, like, putting water on like, putting it on a plate and, like, dipping water on it. And, like, a hidden message re- reveals t- to you. And that was cool. That was a very good idea. Um, and I think, you know, might also be like an anti-piracy thing. That yeah, did. totally. Um, or at least like that meant that, uh, if you rented the game, uh, that wouldn't be great for you. Yeah. That you'd be totally screwed. Yeah. And I think we talked about this the other day. I think they, they patched that, you know, for the, the Wii, uh, virtual console version of this game, mm-hmm. but the switch online does not have a patch in it that fixes that puzzle. So. You basically just have to, if you don't know that about the game and are just playing it, you know, here in the year of our Lord 2022, you're just going to get stuck and at some point look it up and then realize that that uh, is another um, unfair puzzle, <laughs> just yeah. like a lot of the puzzles in the dungeons. But um, yeah, I did. I mean, yeah, it's weird. The controls really do take getting used to because it feels both like sticky and slippery at the same time. Because it, because in addition to like moving, um, you know, him taking a second to look before he moves when you change direction, he also like it's very kind of glued to, you know, a grid to the tiles. Even mm-hmm. when you're not jumping on physical tiles, like there is definitely like a grid, and you know, a lot of the enemy encounters in these dungeons are pretty difficult and require a lot of hits with your yo-yo, which doesn't have a lot of range to it. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. So you have this kind of cumbersome way of walking around, but also the game wants you to be like very precise with these difficult battles. So it feels like, well, this would be a lot easier in like a lot of other games where I could just move normally <laughs> or move diagonally. Right. So that can be, that can be frustrating. Um but um, some positives, I guess, like, I like that there is, like, a a lot of Zelda DNA in this game, where, mm-hmm. like, even the start screen, when you can have three game files. Oh, the registration it, thing, like, I think it looks like they just copied it directly from yeah, Zelda. Yeah, absolutely. Same font, same everything. Yeah. Um, the fact that you have hearts, the fact that you have, like, you know, medicine that can heal your hearts, that kind of stuff. Very Zelda-like. Um. Oh, the music's pretty good. Yeah, you know, there's, it's, there's it's repetitive, good, but there's like, some good tunes in there. I really like that dungeon music. Bump it up, bump 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 bump. It's really like syncopated, and I, I guess they're going for like a sort of island Caribbean feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a um, couple tunes, and there's actually more more than a couple. There's a few tunes in there that I, yeah, I mean, you know. I, once the loop goes through multiple times, you know, you, yeah. you, you start to feel that, but, but definitely, <laughs> definitely catchy and, and better than workmanlike. Yeah. You know, better, better than they had to be. There's also a sequel to this game, which I never played. Yeah. I saw, I saw that. Um, yeah. and so I guess it has, revenge. Its, I guess it has its own issues. 
Like that the, the yeah. control. I saw was, was so watching like a little video about it, uh-huh. and uh, that the controls sort of go the other way, and are like oh, really? so so loose as it's it, it it becomes difficult to be as precise as you need to be. Oh wow, I'm cu- yeah. I feel like I I now want to fire that up just to see what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That like a lot of um, your like jumps and aims and things have to be like very precise and it can be hard to like land where you need to and it's like easy to fall to your death and water and things like that because you can like go so you can move so freely Mm -hmm. um that it can be hard that it it can be easy to um to plummet to your doom yeah i feel like this game would be you know i would like to see a reboot of this game Frankly, I feel like it would do well, like just with, you know, 30 years later with some better game design. But I feel like there's kind of I can see like there being something here that I don't know, a good designer could really run with. It could be fun. Um, And it's also like, you know, they brought this to the virtual console for both the Wii and the Wii U and brought it to the Switch online. It's curious that, you know. You've never seen Mike Jones in Smash Brothers. Like. With his baseball bat. Yeah, I feel like he could have the baseball bat, he could have the yo-yo. Maybe he's the same kid from Monster Party, we just don't know. <laughs> that is true. That kid also has... All right, I'm I'm deciding that's canon. <laughs> just a couple of kids with their baseball bats. <laughs> and a pocket full of dreams. Got a baseball bat. <laughs> And a pocket full of dreams. And chewing tobacco. And moonshine <laughs> naps. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about Star Tropics, Mr. Bolin? Uh, I wish there was a wacky animal sidekick. I don't know. Yeah, you have to <laughs> deal with the, the robot sidekick, I guess. Yeah, I like that robot. I wish yeah. he traveled around with you. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. A lot of wishes for what Star Tropics could have been. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like it it's just like a notch below what I wish it was. Well, I guess uh should we rate this? Should we rate this game? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's time, I guess. I haven't thought of my scale. Yeah, I'll give it a um Oh, what's the name of the little sick girl? Oh, is it Abigail? No, it's no. like Berna something. Oh, Beninet. Beninet. Oh Ben-a-net. yeah, it's like the the female version of a banana. <laughs> yeah, Beninet. All right, yeah, I'll go first. All right, I'll give uh, Star Tropics six and a half out of ten. Um, alien Beninets. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, overall, I I enjoyed. My memories of this game more than I enjoyed the game, but I'm still going to give it uh, seven out of ten uh, coconut milks. Someone gives you coconut milk at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. All Star right. Tropics. Why not? So I guess the question then is what makes it sing? Yeah. What, what makes it sing? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it sing?
tropics, tropics of stars, tropic of stars, star made of tropics, a tropic made of stars. <laughs> star tropics, the tropics of stars, there's submarines and no cars. Star tropics, tropic of stars, it's the star made of tropics, a tropic of star tropics. <laughs> Mike Jones, he is a he's an American boy. Mike Jones, yo yo's a toy. American boy. A yo the yo yo's a toy that could kick monster ass, yeah. Best friends with the tiniest robot that you've ever seen. <laughs> Making love to his tiny robot friend. <laughs> Nobody knows That's how it goes When you make love To your robot friend Star tropics Tropic of stars It's a star made of tropics A tropic of stars Baby You said baby thing so many times You don't You don't want stars The stars made of tropics A tropic made of stars then you shouldn't go to the island you shouldn't go sea island don't take your subsea to the cola islands of cola (laughs) islands of cola islands of cola islands of cola cola. I like it (laughs) ending with a Telling you not to go if it's not your thing. Yeah. (laughs) Did aliens ever steal your family? Steal your name? Steal your love? Steal your house? Steal your love? Steal your credit cards? Did aliens ever steal your family, steal your love, steal your identity? So you had to file a claim with the government. Did aliens ever fuck you over, fuck your name, fuck your fate, fuck your face, baby? Fucking you over and out, yeah. That's what aliens do on the tropic of stars, on the stars made of tropics. If your name's Dr. Jones, yeah. If your name's Mike Jones, your name's the. What's the what's his uncle's name? It's like Steve, Steve Jones. Steve Jones, yeah. Name's Mike Jones, or your name's Steve Jones, or your name. <laughs> You're a good old American Jones. Good old American Jones. A good and you're flinging your, ro- your yo-yos at bones. Flinging your yo-yos at bones. <laughs> the bones. The bones are coming alive. The bones are coming alive. gonna teach you how to survive <laughs> the chatter the chattering skulls they love
to jump and bite your butt. They jump and bite your butt. The bones, the bones, they love to come alive. They jump and bite your ass. The chattering skulls, the chattering skulls, they love to come to life. They come to life. And when they bite your ass, that's how you know your yo-yo's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> to save your soul, it's not enough. Ooh. It's not enough to save enough. your soul. It's not enough to save your family tree. <laughs> it's not enough for you and me. <laughs> And the dolphin shrieked. <laughs> I'm just a boy with a robot friend. I'm just a boy with a robot friend. He's not Mega Man. He's not Guts Man. He's not Boomer Gwanger. He's not Marvin the Paranoid Android. <laughs> He's not Crow-T-Robot. He's not Tom Servo. He's not Tom Servo. He's not Tom Servo. I'm just a boy with a robot buddy. I'm just a boy who... With... Whose shoes got muddy I'm trying to save my uncle, yeah Oh, baby I'm just a boy with a pen Muddy I'm just a boy whose shoe jeans got muddy I'm just trying to save the world From aliens Aliens, baby. I'm trying to think of other rhymes with buddy. Buddy. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there because there's not. We've got Cr understudy. Cruddy. I'm just bloody. I'm an off Broadway understudy. <laughs> My backpack is full of silly putty. Bananette's cheeks are sweet and ruddy. Danny Putty. <laughs> he, he's a real silly putty, if you know what I mean. There's a lot of good stuff there. Cruddy. I think uh, between those two, uh, two songs. Yeah. Gonna go in a whale, go in a whale, baby. Do you ever 
dream of being swallowed by a whale But I have It was great, it was really, really great I was swallowed by a whale I can't wait to do it again (laughs) (laughs) Do you dream of saving an infant dolphin? (laughs) I have, baby it was really fulfilling. Just chilling with the corpse of an octopus that I murdered to save a dolphin. Mom and a baby. Golfing with dolphins, yeah. The dolphin, I was golfing with its bones. Then <laughs> my ball got stuck in its hole. Just like that episode of Seinfeld. How do you feel? How do you feel about Seinfeld? Do you think it's overrated or do you love it? How do you feel about Seinfeld? Do you love it or do you think it's overrated? How do you feel about Seinfeld? Do you love it or do you think that it's overrated? How do you feel about Seinfeld? Do you love it or do you think that it's overrated? How do you feel about Seinfeld? The Star Tropics think that it's overrated. How do you think about Seinfeld? Jerry, how do you think about Do you love a tropic of stars and that do with them, you think about Industries. do you think that it's overrated? I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, what is it with these (laughs) yo-yos? Well, I don't think we're going to top that. I think that works. Star Tropics, Tropic of Stars, it's a star made of tropics, the Tropic of Stars, whoa. Star Tropics, Tropic of Stars, we're sailing away with a robot PA. Mike Jones, American boy, his yo-yo's a toy that can kick monster ass, yeah. Jump on tiles to open the door if you Stars made of tropics, or tropics made of stars. Then don't take your subsea away to the islands of Kola. 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 Bones are coming alive. They're coming alive. The bones are gonna teach you how. Chattering skulls, the chattering skulls. 
Listen, I we're in the rare uh, you know case of being able to say that we know how it turned out at this point, and yeah. we're very happy with it. So excited about it! I think it's a good. Yeah, one. if you can't tell, this is this is Mike and Eli from twenty twenty three. We're back in twenty twenty three. Thank you for that journey through time together. <laughs> Podcast for the ages, baby. I guess that's gonna do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, Twitter! I guess we're still on Twitter and Instagram at for Bit now. Parade Pod for now. Actually, I went. I did make a we'll high set account. up a mastodon and a post and all that. Yeah. Oh, mastodon! Got to do that one. But we can also we might just make the Instagram more active too. Put things in the that's stories. That's where all the folks are. Get yeah. that get that IG going. That actually makes so much more sense. Yeah. So go to our Instagram and we'll find, you know, there'll be stuff about this episode. Maybe you listen to this episode because you saw it on Instagram. Maybe sign up for Instagram because you listened to this episode. Um, and you can also email us at bitparadepod at gmail.com. So many times I've had to re-record this on my own where I would say bitparade at email.com. 
Ophelia. And that's incorrect. Uh, hey, Eli, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter for now uh, at Eli Bolin. And um, I do have a website, which, you know, I update periodically. Need to zazz it up a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> if anybody is a really great Squarespace web designer, let me know. It's supposed to be self-sufficient, but it doesn't look the way I want it to. Uh, this episode brought to you by Squarespace. Oh, fuck. Oh, where? Oh, no. Uh, um, and where can people find you? Um, well, I also have a website powered by Squarespace. Uh, it's MikePetri.com. That's two T's, one Y. Uh, I'm also at, at MikePetri on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm actually going to be firing that Twitch back up at some point. Yeah, man. Uh, I got a, yeah, I got a second camera that like looks down like on my keyboard. There you so go. I'm getting fancy with that shit. Gotta make that happen. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, once, once the show closes, I'm going to go kind of back to some of the things I was doing. Um, and let's see what else. Oh yeah. Bandcamp, uh, SoundCloud. It's all, it's all there at MikePetri.com. There you go. Yeah. And Hive for some reason. Uh, all music in this episode is by the two of us, and our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at underscore nerdfaithartish. Um, I don't think anyone recommended this game. It was just, I think Mike Petri recommended this game. There you go. And so for our next episode, get ready, ladies and gentlemen, because we're diving deep into Kirby with Nightmare in Dreamland, which is the... Um, I believe it's the, uh, was it a Game Boy Advance remake yeah, of, yeah. uh, remake slash upgrade of Kirby's Dreamland. Um, Kirby's Adventure. Or, no, Kirby's Adventure. Yeah, the NES one. Yeah, yeah, the NES classic Kirby's Adventure. So they did like um, a 16 bit ish upgrade. Although it's a 32 bit system, I guess, but the graphics, you know, look yeah. like Super Nintendo graphics, essentially. A lot of bits, a lot of bits in there. Look, they cram, really cram those bits. Nobody talks about bits anymore. There's just so many bits that you Kirby's can't even swallowing bits. handle it. Well, I'm excited to write a song about Kirby. This will be fun. Yeah, I love Kirby. Big Kirby stands in our house. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to Bit Parade with Mike Petrie and Eli Bolin. We'll see you in, I don't know, a month? Yeah, I think once uh, a month sounds good. Well, you're going to do once a, once a month now. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see you uh, in a month when we tackle Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Until then, how do you feel about Seinfeld? Do you love him? Or do you feel weird about that he was that he married that teenager? I do. Bye. <laughs>